Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the true Chicago sports fan cave, this is the TCSF podcast with your host, E Rock and Big Z. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 23 is brought to you by Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. That's right. As always, I am Big Z. I'm here with E Rock. What up, E? What's going on, Z? We got an action packed show today. This week, tons of Chicago sports to talk about. Two college football championships coming up. That's right. Uh, we'll talk about all that good stuff here in the loop. And as always, in our three and out segment, our weekly Bears analyst, Il Brown, gives us his X's and O's on Sunday's game versus Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Deshaun baby. Watson. Can't wait to get into some Bears talk. Finally, a doubly. So we're going to be excited to talk Bears now. That's right. That's right. And then we do have a special guest joining us for our Stirring the Pot segment. Right. That's right. Mr. Gabe Ramirez from that's B96, right, the B96 morning show with Nina. Yeah, he's the co-host and- of the Fox Network's Bears Unleashed. Uh, like you said, he's uh, the co-host B96 in the morning with Nina and uh, hey, a fellow Lane Tech alum. That's right. That's right. Nothing but love for Lane Tech. But first, this is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, E, any news on the north side of town? It's kind a of uh, a little oh, okay. bit. Okay, what, what you got? What you got? So the, there's been uh, reports that the, the Cubs are currently looking to figure out who their next uh, GM is going to be. Okay. But there was also some news that okay. they're interested in free agent Jackie Bradley Jr., formerly of the Red Sox. That's a great pickup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great pickup. It's it's someone that you can you can pick up pick them up, plug them in right away, and. You know, you don't have any uh, Kyle Schwarber out there in the outfield anymore, so they could probably shuffle things around and make everyone fit out there. Yeah, I mean, you 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 already have a pretty good outfield as it is, and you're going to assure it up with Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, he hits about what two sixty to two eighty. Yeah, he's you're a not good, asking the world, player. and he's yeah, only you're like twenty eight, I think. Right. Yeah, he is in his late twenties, so he is in his prime baseball years. So his back can only get better, and you know, his defense has been always one of the great ones. Uh, uh, great, great gloves out there. Absolutely, and and you know. Cubs fans have been clamoring for something because we're hearing players go here, there, everywhere, and, and Cubs right. are kind of standing pat. Um, the la- the biggest news that we had so far was that Theo was leaving. You know, yeah, so we're we're thirsty for something to happen. Let's yeah. go. While while you knew Theo was leaving, it's still kind of a, a, a you know a gut punch to the stomach when when he finally announced it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like knowing that your buddy's gonna go off to college, you never see him again, type of thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. after high school, and you're like, we were best friends since we were eight, and I'm never gonna see you ever again. So I mean, you know, but uh, I heard there's a lot of stuff going on, on the South Side. What's up with the South Side, dude? MVP <laughs> racks up another word for the White Sox. Jose Abreu is your 2020 AL Hank Aaron Award. Damn, wow. The Hank Aaron Award recognizes the most outstanding offensive performer in each league. That's he finishes 2020 
with the American League MVP, American League Silver Slugger, American League Hank Aaron Award, AL Outstanding Players Choice Award. Uh, yeah, it sounds like an MTV award. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you probably could have won one of those too. AL Player of the Month for July and August. Sporting News 2020 First All-Star First Baseman. Wow. Sporting News 2020 MLB Player of the Year. Baseball America 2020 MLB All First Team. IBWAA, I don't even know what that is. 2020 AL MVP, 2020 MVP second team. I mean, this dude is going to have a room for all these accolades now. I want to remind you that when the <laughs> Chicago Cubs got that team gold glove. Oh. oh, you forgot about that, didn't you? You thought I forgot about that. Oh, it's just. Oh, okay. Well, this is about, this is like one or two actual awards, maybe three. No, okay? there's more than two. There's three. You got the Silver Slugger. Uh, MVP and Hank Aaron Award. All the rest is the Players' Choice Awards and the, get the get all that mess out of here. These are all Nickelodeon awards, bro. Okay. The first would, three, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree with you. The first yeah. three and the rest you and, just read because you no. like talking about Pito. That's what happened right there. That's what it is. I mean, let's, whoa, whoa. let's be honest. MVP Pito. Let's clear that up. <laughs> let's clear that up. <laughs> no. And one of those, uh, and I know it's like on paper, right? No, but he I mean, would he would have been a, he would have been an All Star. Well, and that's, I mean, and that's fine, but there was okay. an all-star game. So that's what right. I'm saying is that for this year, you know, you can toot his horn all you want, but the the three real ones <laughs> are the AL MVP, the Silver Slugger, and the Hank Aaron Award. The right. rest was just you talking to talk about uh, MVP Pito. Pito. <laughs> he's my favorite <laughs> player. What can I say? Yeah, okay. All right. What else, what else is going on with them? <laughs> the White Sox also signed former White Sox, former Arizona Diamondback, former Washington National, Adam Eaton. Wow, is his uh, son coming too? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. I, 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 I doubt that it'll be the same debacle. Uh, it's mm. a one-year seven million seven million dollar deal. Jesus, seven with a second team option for eight point five. We still don't know who's going to play right field. If it's going to be platoon, if it's going to be mostly Adam Ian, if how, it's going to be Adam Engel. Now, I think about thirty-two. Okay, I mean, so but, him and and Engel, they can kind of. And Angle had a kind of a breakout forth. season this year. Yeah, so but I mean, he's, he's, he's not a star. Adam Eaton no. is not a star either. These are guys, they're kind of the same guy. They are. So they're you can kind of, you know, yeah. let, them, let them split. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. They're both defensively really, really good. So that's fine with that. All right. The White Sox also traded uh, prospect Dane Dunning wow. and, uh, and Avery Weems for Lance Lynn. This will okay. definitely show up the starting rotation. Lynn will slide into the three spot. Uh, and the rotation right now looks like Giolito, Keiko, Lynn, Cease, and then the back end with either Kopik or Crochet, Crotchet. unless they sign another another pitcher. So we were talking off air. Yep. And there's still one guy out there that you think the, the White Sox should sign. I would love it if they got Bauer. <laughs> I want Because he's just a trash talking, and he backs it up, and he... I mean, I follow him on Instagram. And he's just hilarious, man. He, I mean, he, you guys would love him too because he was trolling you guys yesterday. Well, he was trolling the whole league. He what he did is he had a Photoshop picture of himself in a bunch of different jerseys that was on his right, Facebook page. Right, and that's just the way he is. That's how he acts, and that's why he's basically you know the guy on every team that you would hate to face, but you love on your team. Correct. You know what Correct. I mean? You, you guys yeah. had a guy like that at catcher when he got punched in the face by a uh, by Michael Barrett. I remember that. That was back in the day, but. But look who got the better career. Hey, yeah, but look who got stuck in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's still, that was still one of my favorite moments of all time. Just because Przinsky is that type of dude that you know that everyone's like, yeah, get him. 
you know, because yeah, he won't he's an agitator. shut up. And, and, and he was like, oh, look, hey, he hit me. I'm like, yeah, he did. I saw that too. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Michael Berry will always live behind the Cubs, Cubs lore because of what happened that game. I agree. I agree. What's going on in the west side of Chicago? Bro, NBA season is here. Is it? I suppose <laughs> it is. Preseason. <laughs> now, to be fair, yeah. uh, Mike Logic and Ideal on their podcast came back this week, and they're all about it. And and I'm happy because they're happy, and they're super geeked about this NBA season. I, I'm still trying to work my, my way through this Bears season. I'm not ready for NBA basketball yet. I, I'll be honest with you. But we did see uh, Pat Williams come out there. He looked pretty good. He He's slick. He's smooth. Um, I mean, he looks like a professional already, even though we're, right. we, we heard a lot of crap right. about him being being a bench player for a college team. That's because everyone was a bench was, player, really. But that was the system he was in. Everybody right. played about eight to ten minutes. So that really didn't matter. The fact that he finished every game is right. the important part. Yeah. Now, he looks NBA ready. He's got a sweet jump shot, yeah, yes. a sweet floater. Uh, he wasn't afraid to guard John Wall and get, nope. you know, down and dirty. So I'm excited about, you know, Sea Red Nation. But right now, let's let's be honest, it's still bear season. I mean, it is bear season, like I said, unless you're Mike Glodrick, because he's already di- deep diving in these preseason games. But you, yeah. you look at the, the big thing that we saw uh, in this offseason was the fact that they really didn't go after another point guard. So what that tells you is that they're ready to give Kobe White the keys to the car. So now yeah. he didn't look that comfortable out there, but he'll get that over time. You know, Zach Levine is used to doing a lot of the ball handling, too. So now you look at uh, what Kobe White is and what Zach Levine is. You're talking about two guys that should be able to score at will. But the, one of the things that you did see when the, the Bulls played the Rockets, you saw Otto Porter Jr. Um, out there, and he's actually making shots. He looks slow. He can't move his feet defensively, but he's making shots. And, I mean, that, that's what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, he's slower than molasses. I mean, it's just bad. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, I mean, you got Otto Porter out there. Don't forget, you got Denzel around, and and he's not playing. Um, no. And Felicio. Felicio. <laughs> Felicio he, he, got uh, he got a couple of minutes. He got a couple of minutes one of those games. So. Uh, yeah, at the end of the game, and... and uh, um, Donovan actually talked about uh, uh, Felicio coming off the bench. He was a professional, and and he, he he had some high praise for him just because he says, "Hey, this guy stayed around for a while, waiting to come up off the bench." And when he did, got his chance, he went up there and, and did his thing. But uh, I mean, it, there's it's going to take a long time for me to be real excited about what's going on with this team. Again, again, I agree with you 100 percent. There, You've, you the Bulls nation has the has, the Bulls have to uh, prove it to us right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in limbo for 20, well, I'm going to say 20 years, but we did have some you know sparks here and there with the Derrick Rose teams and the Noahs and, you, you, had, you know, Luol Dangs and, you and had we the went Derek, to the Eastern Conference Finals, team. right? Yeah. You had the uh, um, Luol Dang and uh, Ben Gordon, you know, where they give you Kirk. some moments. Yeah, with Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kirk Heimer. Yep. And uh, Nocioni. Yeah. So you had players come through here that were exciting. We just don't know what we're, what we have right now. It's it's like being in a relationship and you be like you can't be falling in love all the time, you know, really quickly. You can't fall in love within the first two weeks. You're gonna get your heart broken, bro. That right. these are facts. <laughs> all right. Northwestern will face Ohio State this Saturday, mm-hmm. eleven AM for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, e, I mean dude, break it down. You got so Northwestern came out on fire this year. They yep. had uh, they they did have the one loss, and then they finished out the season beating up on uh, Illinois pretty good. And what happened after that is that Lovey Smith, who we all know love up here in Chicago, he was <laughs> let go. <laughs> he was let Ain't go. No love Chicago. for that man no more. So we're we're super excited to see what's going to happen with Northwestern Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State is a tough team to face. Uh, 
to be honest or to be fair, Big Ten in general was just behind the eight ball the whole time because they started so late compared to the other right. conferences, right. you know? So it was, it was, you know, all Northwestern really had to do was catch everyone off guard. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Ohio State's going to be... Ohio's that, very favored. I think they're like eight or nine point favored, so... Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is that they have one of the most dynamic young uh, quarterbacks in, in, in football right now with Justin Fields. Yep. Yep. Um, they, they've been beating up on people all over the place, too. I mean, you know, they, they scored 52 on Nebraska, 42 on Indiana, um, 52 against Michigan State. Uh, I mean, wait, are any of those teams any good, though? it's all the big 10, you know what I mean? So, but it's just the, the fact Indiana's pretty good. And they, and they won that game. I, I remember watching that game. Indiana um, was, I think undefeated at the time, but uh, Ohio state beat them 42 to 35. And that came down to the wire because Indiana finished the season at uh, num number 11. So they weren't no joke, but uh, I don't know. Northwestern number 14, number four, Ohio state. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. What about what's going on in South Bend, the North, Notre Dame fighting Irish. They play right. Clemson again this Saturday. So, so you know what? If you're a football fan, your Saturday it's is set. shot. It's it, well, shot. No, no, it's set. It's set. <laughs> you're ready to go. It ain't shot. No, no. no. Shot if you means... if you had any plans, if you oh, had any plans, yeah. those are shot. Yeah, yeah. You, you you forget all that mess. I mean that that's just. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not picking up leaves. You're not mowing the lawn. You're not you, washing you dishes. Know, this is an early Christmas gift for college football <laughs> hey, fans. Yes, the championship uh, Saturday. Yes, championship now, Saturday, 3 p.m. for Just the Clemson, same way that, yes. uh, that Northwestern has a tough challenge ahead going against Ohio State. Well, North, <laughs> Notre Dame is going to go ahead and play Clemson. <laughs> if you're a fan of the local uh, Chicago um, college football teams, uh, good luck. <laughs> I, I'm a fan, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel... I feel some type of way about the Irish playing Clemson. Uh, they did, I just talked about getting your heart broken. Yeah, well, they did a great <laughs> job against the backup Uyagalele, and hey, um, got they a first try. Yeah, dude, I still remember how to say it. Um, <laughs> but look, it, it's a whole different ball game when you're talking about uh, Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence out there. You know, he is he's Sunshine. another guy. Yeah, he's another guy, just like um, Justin Fields, top of their game best couple of quarterbacks in the NCA. So our teams here locally do have a fight. They got it. You know, they got to gut it out. I'm worried about what's going to happen with, if the Irish can pull off this game, that's, I mean, they're, they're, I don't, I don't see the Irish as a good enough team to win a national championship, but you know, it's not any given Sunday. It's not any given yeah. Saturday. It's any, any given yeah. Sunday. Typically with, with college, you know, you have a good feeling who's going to win, but I mean, if Notre Dame catch them off guard and get a couple of uh, interceptions, scores. Yeah, good defense, early scores, yeah. Because both Northwestern and Notre Dame have heavily relied on that defense to really keep them where they need to go. Notre Dame yeah. can score. Notre Dame can run the ball. Okay, they got players out there. Ian Book's not not a big guy, and he's not the best quarterback ever, but he's been getting the job done, especially this last game where he just beat up on a bottom feeder. Yeah. But they really have to be firing on all cylinders. Brian Kelly and Pat Fitzgerald really have to get it together if we want our local teams to win. All right, so... Give me your prediction of Northwestern versus Ohio. Uh, who's winning that game? Who's winning? Who's winning that game? In my heart, my heart is going to say, "No, nah, no, nah. your wallet, your wallet." Well, who's nah, winning that game nah, with your wallet? Because I, I, I'm bet. If I bet, I'll be screaming and, and I'll be screaming like you are when uh, when the Bears score. You know, I don't want the Bears to win. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> where your bets went to? But my heart, my heart says, um, I want Northwestern to win. 
Well, we obviously we want both local teams to win. But my head says Ohio State got this. I think Ohio State's going to put like you know forty two points on them, and and I'll, I'll be happy. You know, North. I think Northwestern might get you know twenty one, maybe yeah. twenty eight. But I don't see that's what I'm thinking. A forty two to twenty four game. You know, um, yeah. and, and I mean, I, I think with Notre Dame, yeah, um, I think Clip. I, I think that's going to be a tight game. I think we're we're looking at like a forty one thirty eight type of game. Uh, you know, I was thinking thirty eight thirty one. Yeah, you know, just a, a tight game. Um, you know, you might get a you might get a ten digit loss, uh, but I think that I think that if Clems if Notre Dame keeps it close, they've been proven. And Ian Book has been proven as a winner that he can come out at the end of the game and, and get them to win. If they can keep it close, they got a chance. Yeah, I just got one more thing to say. Hey, Lovey, how'd you get fired on your day off? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a stupid mother. To get five on your day off. <laughs> they, they got me stealing boxes, or they got me stealing money from the program. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, true Chicago sports fans, it's time to pay some bills, and stay tuned as we'll have Gabe on stirring a pot later on. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> I was today. Yeah, baby. It's time for some Bears talk with Il Brown. This is Three and Out. All right, boys. Another week in the books for the Bears. What did you think about this week's offense? E and Will, break it down. Bro, I mean, uh, the laser show's on full effect. Pew, pew, pew. That's what I said. I mean, I even texted that, <laughs> text that to Will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, what you're seeing is uh, less Matt Nagy influence. A couple key moves on the offensive line. Yep. I hope I don't butcher his name. Mustafer the center. Yes. A white hair to guard, left guard. Definitely. Change the whole, the whole. You don't just rush lanes. Everything was just. It it took it, it took it was, way, it, was room to run. it took way too long to see Mustafer in, instead of uh, Rashad Coward. It took way too long yes. for that to happen. All day long, all day long. Because the running game just like, completely changed all overnight. It seems like. Yeah, man. Because uh, you know uh, Mustafer's a mauler, man. Like you know he's he's winning at the point of attack. You know what I mean? Alex Bars is getting. I knew Alex Bars was going to be a solid pro. He just needed time get stronger and playing time so you're gonna see something going forward man i like that interior line of uh mustafer bars white hair daniels back you yep. know what i mean and, and that's including the fact that they're missing daniels mustafer and bars were from notre dame and they churn out offensive linemen mm -hmm. so i mean yeah these are the guys those that you guys want. know how to play exactly and i mean montgomery had 113 yards today got busy man like oh that 80 yard run was just Ooh, baby textbook textbook track trap block just oh he had all he had all kinds of room i 
I might have got you about 30 yards on that. <laughs> so, Il, uh, looking at the at the numbers as far as scoring, the second quarter, they, the Bears scored 23 points. What? How did this explosion of the offense happen? I'm, I'm going to say uh, it's exclusively due to the play calling. And you, you could just see Bill Lazor's influence, man. Like, I saw a lot of West Coast uh, concepts today man getting the ball out quick yes. letting your skill position guys get busy moving the pocket stuff that should have been happening the entire year absolutely i mean you're talking about the entire year like it, 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 it i hate to say this but you know wasted trubisky by not i said the exact same using thing this approach I, so we're watching them score and score and score and i'm sitting there i'm getting excited and he looks at me like what's your problem this is not what we want and I'm like, here's the here's the problem is that I'm looking at the colors of my team. I'm looking at them wearing the, the throwback uniforms. I'm get, I'm watching them play it against uh, 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 Watson. I'm getting excited. They're scoring for the first time all year, really giving us something exciting to watch. I can't help but root for them. But it, what it what it, what I. Uh, said next was that it actually kind of pisses me off because I'm thinking about the fact that number one, like I said before, they should have never took out Trubisky. And number two, Matt Nagy saw what he was doing as a play caller last year. They bought, brought in Bill Lazor for a reason and then they didn't use him until like this the season is already uh, two-thirds gone. Yeah, man. And, and Lazor's had success with offensive football in the NFL. Something that uh, Matt Nagy has not done Correct. exclusively in that role. You know what I mean? So, uh, so, so that I mean, any, go ahead. I mean, anytime you you you're dealing with uh, Reed, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you just you just you know extra seasoning on on, on the meal. You know what right. I mean? But uh, Andy Reed is running the show. So, so, so Laser uh, is now the quarterback whisperer, and Nagy is what? Uh, Nagy, he's a, a good motivator. That's what you were saying. He's uh, definitely he's a he's a player's coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, and like he, I think he's a good leader. I think here's the thing that we we've been talking quite a bit about projects, and we talk about Trubisky and Nagy, and I mean uh, uh, Pace, and all these guys that are Patterson. These are projects, but the, the reason they're projects is because they're unproven. Okay, they have a little bit of fresh flash of brilliance here and there, and then you really don't see them do much. But what what I'm seeing, at least, I mean, it's probably too little, too late. And m realistically, it's because we're extremely impatient because of this market and, the, and this uh, where we live and the team that we're talking about. Yep. But right now, the, the way that I see it, the Bears are on pace to have another 500 record. Now we don't want to sit here and talk about another eight and eight season, but the way that I'm looking at it, this is a realistic, you know, uh, thing that's going to happen. And what that what that tells me is that you do show some adversity in the fact that the the Nagy did recognize whether it was pressed or not, but he eventually recognized that. Yep, okay, my plays are not working. Let me see if I can use this other guy. Now, the the frustrating thing to me is that this should the. Based on what happened last year, I feel like this should have started at the beginning of the season, and and that's what I just said, and. I just I don't know. It, it, it's 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 just confusing me. Do I want to see what they can do next year? When when they're really going, they figure out they're figuring out as the the season is progressing what they can do, what they can do well. Is this something they can carry into next year? But this is typical Bears. This is typical Bears where they'll give you a little flash. They suck. They'll give you another flash to finish out the season. You're like, oh, I'm excited for next year to but see what, what they do. What was the other thing year that you said too? You. That that uh, Belichick did not come out on fire when he was starting. We're talking no. about a third year head coach. So 
is he starting to realize that, hey, okay, I am a great motivator? Because you saw him. Here's the thing. When they scored or they had great off, uh, defensive mm-hmm. plays, yeah. Yeah. Who, who is out there with the rah-rah and the, and the cheerleader right away? And that's going fine. down going down the field, that's right, man. That's right, man. Good job, man. Good job, man. So he, if he can recognize when he needs to delegate mm-hmm. and when he needs to take charge, I don't see that Matt Nagy is going to be a bad head coach in the long run of his whole – because he's only a couple years into his coaching career. So let me, let me put it to you this way. From me being a teacher and a coach and learning pretty much from – other coaches being under them and then getting my own team. You take from all these veterans and you say, okay, I want to take this from this person, that from that person, this person. You put all these ingredients together. And guess what? Sometimes a meal does not come out great. And this is exactly what happened. So is it a learning thing? Yes. You hired a staff that's very capable. Mm -hmm. Rely on your staff. That's one thing that I did learn is that if I have capable people under me, and they follow my overall concept, it is my job to delegate and right. trust them right. and hold them accountable. You can't hold the offense accountable if you're doing this and looking at the whole scheme at the same time. Y- your mind is everywhere. Now that the playbook is given away to Laser, and Laser's like, hey, this is my Laser show. Watch out. Close mm-hmm. your eyes because we're going to light you up now. Nagy's like, well, I can just focus on being a motivator. I can yep. focus on being a leader and delegate. And guess what? It's working. Will, would you trust Trubisky or, or would you trust Matt Nagy going into next season? Uh, you you know, uh, I, I've been hard on Nagy mm-hmm. this year. Yep, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, it it depends on where you're at. It, because if if it's if it's still fire Nagy and Pace, which I'm in favor of, still, then we must. Uh, we must also auction off all of the pieces that that are still valuable. Yeah, because and, otherwise and really you're just sitting here wasting their time. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Let, let these guys net you some draft picks, you know, some young talent. If you could get a you know a mixture of young talent and draft picks, and, and blow it up, or do if you feel like, hey, maybe we figured something out here. Right. Still have to. I, and I, I've been saying this. Uh, I've come on the show. Uh, you have to let Nagy draft his guy and develop him. And in the meantime, what you do is you bring in a veteran or you resign Mitch. Tailor the offense to that guy. Nagy's guy is ready, truly ready. Here's, and, and the thing is, is that with Mitch, I, I think realistically what's going to happen with him in his career is that the Bears are not going to bring him back. Okay? I, don't think so. I think that's no, a foregone conclusion, realistically. I think, I think, I think you... This is it. I, I think, and, and it's a shame because what we see out of him when he's put in position to to make plays, he looks like he can get the job done, and he looks like he's motivated now because he's like, "All right, you know, I get what's going on." But Mitch is a guy that needs all that confidence. You can't you can't squash the kid down and then expect him to bounce back up again. He's just not there yet. He might get there one day, but he's not there yet. He's very young in his quarterbacking career. When even when you account the games that he's played in, in the pros and the games that he played in college. Now, the thing is, is that what I see is going to happen is that he's going to go on another team with a more established head coach, with mm-hmm. a more established offense, and sit there, and he's going to thrive. And that's just what I see. I see him thriving in that's a different exactly system. That's exactly what's going to happen, man. Like, the kid has tools. It's just about are you willing to adapt your to what this kid does well. I, he, Mitch Trubisky is a guy you must get him a solid offensive line. Mm-hmm. Must have a, a must tailor your offense to trips, man. Take, like, take away his ability to think too long. 
because when they roll yeah, him, yeah. when they roll him out, and you know who he's, we all see it. We know who he's throwing to, but you've already misdirected the rest of the defense to get away from the receiver you're trying to throw it to. That he, I mean, he was very, very effective today. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just, he's a quarterback that, and, and it's like we're not real. Well, no. there's about sixty percent quarterbacks in the NFL that can only read half the field, so, and that's just that's just facts, right? And analytically and statistically, those are facts. I see Mitch so, next year in orange, just Denver orange, depending on who, who uh, their yeah. coach is going to be. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be. Sh- there's there's a handful of places where I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Trubisky land. Uh, one of them definitely would be Denver. Another another place would be uh, Atlanta. Pittsburgh, let them go sit in Pittsburgh. Hey, I, hey, I'm, 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 I'm a, I big, like, big Ben's gonna be there for a couple more years. I so, like yeah. the Steelers, so that's I'm not fine. mad about that. And that's fine. It's fine. You let him learn behind Roethlisberger for for a year or two, and then you turn him loose because you know Pittsburgh just knows how to get it done. They're gonna surround him with weapons. They're gonna have a good offensive line. They're going to be well coached. I think he could strive in somewhere like you had mentioned, Atlanta, and uh, and the other team that I was thinking about is maybe the Colts. You know, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of places that it, uh, where, the Colts and the and Atlanta are some are places where you can play fast and on fast turf, and he and he, it'll give him a chance to utilize his his running ability. That's right. Indeed, indeed. Colts definitely. Uh, they have they have an excellent O line. Right. They have right. an excellent run game in place. Have a great defense, and like you said, you got the fast track. You, you put Mitch in that system, they can win. They can win and win now. So. Just one of those situations, man, where, you know, the kid was never good graces of any leadership or coaches no. besides Ryan Pace. That was it. Fox didn't want him. Nagy didn't no, want him. No, Nagy, I think Nagy was hoping to get, like, Pat Mahomes light. Just And, and I mean, realistically, if you look at yeah. it, all three of these quarterbacks are very similar in in the things that they do well mm-hmm. and the things that they do bad. I mean, and you saw today, even Mitch, he had a couple of sidearm passes that looked really good. They had some yep. nice zip on the, on the throw. Very, very Mahomes-like. And, and, he, and he threw it right in, in that pocket where it needed to be. I mean, he did a good job today. He threw receivers open today. Yes. So, yeah. So let's let's transition over to the defense. What what did we see? I mean, I, we did see a Mac attack today. Yeah, Khalil, uh, Khalil got busy today. I mean... That's that's what you that's what you get to see every week from from him when the defense has has a lead to play with. I think them being not on the field for forty minutes right. a game yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. Huge and difference, this is why man. only like, seven points were allowed today. You know what I mean? And then when you have a lead, you get to play more aggressive, yep. you get to play more instinctively. Right. Because you're like, hey, we have a lead to play with, we can gamble a little more, we could play a little faster. We're not playing not to lose. We're playing to, you know what I mean, get the ball back in the hands of the offense as much as possible. The, right. The, and and you, you just saw it today, man. And plus, from, from the pass rusher's perspective, man, like the pass rush was outrageous today. Yep. But that's what happens when you make the run game a non-factor by scoring. Yes. By, you could you make a team one-dimensional by simply just scoring – points where you're supposed to score and, and they deferred and now the they deferred team, the ball to start the game so they knew where they were they were getting the ball or the bears that they knew they were getting the ball to start the second half it's funny because what we've seen a game is like the uh bizarro bears yeah the texans look like the bears <laughs> and the bears look like the texans it, it's just weird and, they, well, and, the, and, and, and scoring wise right and, and they just came out hot and i mean like the defense is on fire i mean look you're talking about seven sacks today roquan smith had two 
uh, Mario Edwards had two, and then you had Brent Urban, Bilal Nichols, and Khalil Mack each with a sack. I mean, that's that's wild. And you don't you don't do that to uh, Deshaun Watson. I, I really like Mertz with the idea of Eddie Goldman coming back next year mm-hmm. with Hicks, and you still I feel like you still you, you got to cut ties with with Queen. You got to eat that. Yeah, get him out of here. Yep. Uh, he always draft, seems to be the last the guy on the rusher. play. Yeah, he's 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 washed. Yeah, I I know when the guy's washed. He he's he's undersized, and you know what I mean. Like his his get off and everything is just done. Like pass rushers are hard to come by in the NFL. Dallas let that guy walk, no problem. Even in the off season when the Bears signed him, I was like, that's intriguing, but he's probably washed. That was my first thought. I was like. Mm-hmm. Teams don't just let pass rushers, you know, walk out the door. So typically when, when that happens, the guy's washed. You know what you're saying? Or you're getting a haul back in the trade. Like, Bears got Mac. You know, right. They gave up so much to get Mac. But, you know, day one, Mac comes in as a difference maker. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you see what, you know what I mean? Right. You have to give up something to get something. But they let that man walk. Here comes Ryan Pace overpaying the guy. Yeah, I mean, I think that was just a desperation move once they once they got rid of Floyd. They saw what this guy did for the year, and they figured they they would be able to replace it. And then Floyd comes back for the Rams and and, and kills it. We're gonna we're gonna look at a couple things here. I want to know where your grades are for the game. I mean, we look at the fact that we had time of possession split right down the middle. Bears had twenty three first downs. They were three for ten on third down efficiency. 410 total yards, 241 passing yards, 169 rushing yards, um, seven penalties, not great, but, you know, I mean, that's going to happen. 59 total plays for the Bears, and they were able to score 36 points. What what are we looking at? What grade would you give the offense this week, considering of what we've been seeing for the last, like, what, seven weeks? No, offense gets an A today, man. Definitely. Definitely get an A. Uh, That was the best I've seen the Bears' offense look. Yeah, since yes, the Tampa uh, game. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was balanced. You know what I mean? Uh, they were aggressive. You know what I mean? And, and you know that's 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 all you need right there, man. Like they didn't re- they they didn't reinvent the wheel right. on offense. They just executed. You know what I'm saying? They they let the offensive coordinator do what he does. Yeah. All right. What what uh, what grade do we give the defense today? Uh, defense. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give defense a B plus, man. Were you able to play with a lead? You know what I'm saying? You're able to tee off. You know what I mean? Uh, Texas' run game was non-existent. You know what I mean? So and the funny thing, give him a beat. I don't even know who the running running back was for uh, for the Texans, but he was up there like making all the types of noise, like feed me, feed me. Greg Howell. Who is that? Greg Howell Jr. <laughs> who is this? Guy? And Duke Johnson was the other guy, but Duke. I think yeah. Right. And then they had CJ Procise out there for for one uh, one rush. But I mean, like for me, right. I'm giving. I mean. When I, I'm looking at the numbers, I'm giving the, that defense an A plus, man. You had seven sacks today on Deshaun Watson, and it, only giving up seven points. So yeah, that's a big difference. That, that, that's an A plus for me. I'm, I'm all the way up on that one. Hill, what do you give us our for our coaching grade? <laughs> uh, coaching grade? Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a little lenient. Give him an A. Oh, oh okay. Right. All, three all, right. all three phases, man. All three phases. They look good today, man. Like. I wish we could have seen a lot more of this all season, man. Got to set those egos aside, man. You know, like like you, you guys made a good point. You have to uh, you have to lean on your staff, man. Mm-hmm. Like you hired these guys for a reason, right? You know what I mean. Let let those guys come in. You know, get into the to into the fine details of 
the personnel and what we can do to scheme guys to be, you know, get the most out of our talent. You know, right. I mean, I think this the, today we saw the most complete game we've seen all season. We, I, I had this as an L, but that was at the yeah. beginning of the season, yeah. and and the the Texans have not played that well this year. They lost their coach because he was terrible. He got rid of D Hop. Um, but and you and again, I will mention that the uh, the Texans did have a lot of missing players today. You had Kenny Stills, oh, yeah. Kenny Stills that was out. That will David Fuller. Johnson was out. Will Fuller was out because he got popped for the PEDs. So I mean, you, you had a lot of players that were out today, and the Bears took advantage of that. And that's what you are supposed to do in the You're NFL. This is not. This is not. I, it would, this would have been completely embarrassing for them to lose, but the fact that they won convincingly. Shows that, yep, we have a little bit of resiliency. You know, they were coached up. The the defense that, has been able to do what they do, they've been doing actually, for weeks. Right, and you actually have some good talent on the team that should be used and, and in the correct position. Like, you use the tight end, this week. Mm-hmm. he's a running back yep. this week. Komet was on fire today. Yeah, yeah. Komet was getting up and getting up, popping dudes and coming right back up and jawing at him when he was done. Right. The, the Bears are, are relatively healthy. Yes, absolutely. Year, too. And you hate to see that, what I. Great to see him underachieve when stars align for you, all of your best players to, you know, be healthy at this point of the year. Right. So uh, just going forward, the Bears still have a chance to make the playoffs just because they, they got some healthy guys out there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, their best guys are healthy, man. So, I mean, you know, everybody's banged up at this point of the year. But, you know, I mean, you know, as far as injuries go, they're, they're, they're relatively healthy, man. So, uh, this team could finish anywhere from eight and eight to ten and six. Let's see what happens, man. You got you got a very beatable Minnesota team. We owe them one. Yeah, we do. I I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins ever. That's a good segue. What is your prediction for next week against the Minnesota Vikings? What do we have a, a win or a loss? And what's your score? They're in our house, Nick. And so, uh, are we? Are are they in our house? I, I think so. I'm going to say it depends no, on where that we're game. In the we're in the Minnesota. So we're playing it there. That's actually that's good. That's good. We get to play on the fast track. Yep. So uh, I actually got the Bears handling, and I, I think the Bears are going to win twenty-seven to twenty. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm looking at twenty-three sixteen. I got twenty-three twenty. Uh, 20 field yeah, goal. I got a field goal. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like it's. It, if if it's gonna be an affair where if they can get if they can get that running game established again, that's right. the main key because yep. now you're you're running that eighty yard run today set such a tone that now the Texans have to watch for that running game mm-hmm. all game. So now what do you do? Well, now you move back. You you can move your pieces around, and all of a sudden you get a wide receiver that's open. All of a sudden you get play uh, Cole Komet open. Oh man, it's play so action weird. works. Play yeah, action exactly. works now. You know what I mean? yeah. Middle of the field is open. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Everything everything's open up. Is just when you can establish the run, man. You could game plan, and, and that's anything you want on on, on the backside of that. You know, and one one of the things we were talking about with the Bears is that you know we we will sit here and clamor for them. Oh, they got a tank, so they can get this guy, that guy, whatever. But here's the thing: hey, they win today. They keep winning. They got they they beat uh, Green Bay, and you know you you sneaking in the back door of the playoffs. And then once you get to the show, it's anyone's game. So, and that's the th- that's yeah. why it's so hard to be like, no, they should lose. If they they didn't lose everything at this point. I mean, you get that little bit of glimmer of hope in your heart, and see, let's see what happens, man. It just puts in perspective how big that that loss was last week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. 
you you literally are in the wild card yep. right now. If you just take care of business last week, you don't blow that game. And uh, you know that was on the defense, man. Like, look, uh, you know, any any time you're able to put up thirty, you should get that W, especially you know by the bare yeah. standards of, of how we've been playing football the last twenty years. So. Uh, I mean, at this point, you gotta you gotta learn from that loss. You have to not hang too hard onto this win. Try to sneak sneak in the back door to playoffs. And all you need is a chip in a chair and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you gotta. I, I don't trust Arizona winning. They they got a tough. I think they have a tougher schedule than ours ahead. Uh, that's all you really have to worry about, man. You have to. You know, I expect Arizona to, you know, wet the bed at some point <laughs> down the stretch. And you just have to take care of business. I think uh, our season really boils down to uh, we have to get one against Green Bay this year. We, we do. And yeah. it's just it's just one game at a time. That's right. All right, everybody. Yeah. That's our Bears analyst, Il Brown. Check him out every week for his Bears expertise. And don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, available on all major platforms. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. Sir, next week. All right. is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip-hop, and various forms of cinema, Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out NoirCesar.com for more information. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again. You know what time it is, brother? Uh, uh-oh. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Yeah, baby. What do you got today for us, E? All right, bro. We got a part two because we have our special <laughs> guest, Gabe Ramirez, is here with us from B96. So we're going to do a continuation of last week. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback, uh, text messages, messing. Uh, oh, it is. Oh, yeah. You know, live our, messages. Our producer was not too happy with us. The two of us picked tamales over pasteles. I think people just stuck to their flag. That's what I'm saying. And that's the thing. So what we did is we're, we're having a taste test today. We got some pasteles and we got tamales to taste in a little bit. Yeah. So we can actually talk about it more as we go through the season. We picked these two things because they're very important to Hispanic households during Christmas time. So that was the idea here. So we're going to do part two of tamales versus pasteles. Gabe, I, what you got? I think, listen, I mean... No, no avocado on this stuff, all right? No, 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 don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen. See, I listen. The reality is, if you're going to a Chicago hot dog joint, you know what I'm saying, and you're ordering a tamale from there, there's levels to this, right? So that's the first okay, level. Okay, yeah, I got you. Go ahead. Because everybody loves that one because it's fire, it's quick, you know what I'm saying, got the little cornmeal, whatever. Now, when you're talking about like a regular, you know, a tamale, like versus a pastel, like there's not, for me personally, there's not even a, uh, it's not even a competition. The patele is like perfect. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, just. Brother. It's, oh, brother. Oh, man. I do it. Well, we could have predicted that. Predicted here, here, here's the, here's the, here to me, and this is just, like you were saying earlier in the show, we want to be objective here. Okay. Okay. A veces, when you get a uh-huh. tamale, the, 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 the masa is so hard and thick. And I'm talking about, let's, let's talk about the spectrum. The whole bell curve of tamales. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. All right. The majority of them, you get, you get all that masa where it's a lot. And then you, what do you get? 
a chiquitín, un pedacito de pollo ahí en el y that's it. Now, when you get a pastel, the worst is going to be is soggy because you kept left it in the water too long. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's always okay. going to be good. There's going to be meat in there. It's going to be ready for you. And at the very least, fellas, you can always put ketchup on it. No ketchup, no ketchup ever in my house. That's the worst thing. No, hell no. First of all, no, no ketchup, man. Get the ketchup out of here. I put ketchup on the pasteles. Ketchup, ketchup, I put ketchup, ketchup on on anything is I terrible. Put ketchup on pasteles. I don't understand it. You know, that, that, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's, People that don't put ketchup on the hot dogs are just foolish because they say that the, ketchup you're is eating disgusting. French fries with ketchup. You put it in I your mouth. You take I a bite of the hot I dog. Put, you know what you're doing? Eating a hot dog with ketchup on it. I'm not. I'm not because I don't eat ketchup. So do you eat Either French fries with ketchup, ketchup on it? Nope. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. I like oh, the you potato like and the salt. I like the, that. Yeah. My point is terrible. Oh, it's the okay. worst That's kind fair. of. That's you know why? Argument. You know why it's so bad? There are so many other flavors that are so much better than ketchup. And then you take that food and put ketchup on it. That's te- that's an insult. That's an insult. To, and I'm a guy that likes to cook. And we one of the things that we were talking about was putting eggs on like uh, or ketchup on eggs. Oh no! And I was like, hold up! I says, you know, there's. Do you know why there's a hundred little folds in a chef's hat? Because there's a hundred yes. ways to cook an egg. Correct. Okay, that means that someone put so much time and dedication to figuring out how to cook this thing perfectly, and you want to put some damn ketchup on it? I will throw you out my house. I will throw <laughs> you out my life. Like, get out of here! I, I make beautiful eggs. So when you talk about, I'm gonna put ketchup on the eggs. So, no, man, I'm so going to lock there, my door if and I go hide upstairs, the If I go upstairs into the fridge, is there a ketchup there? Uh, I have two young children. Of course, there's ketchup <laughs> okay, in my, in my house. Thank you. That, yeah, and that's my point. It's his for kids have never eaten his eggs for once in their life. <laughs> they eat, no, they eat it constantly. That's the thing. All right, so so you're you're going to team to my uh, pasteles. Uh, we got uh, I got one of uh, a friend of the show, a friend of mine, Yoli. She she made some pasteles, this, you know, last night, this morning. And I picked them up this morning, and I brought them. So they're going to be homemade. I also picked up some tamales from uh, Damon and 21st. The tamale lady out there in the corner. This guy. has got a Yelp page. <laughs> yeah, you know. But we but we did it legit, and, th- and that's the point. Yeah. And that's where I really wanted, I wanted to go with this. I wanted an even playing field. That's what I really wanted to go with this is, like, you want to talk about the bell curve. I'm talking about, like, these are, like, the best. Like, the best version of these two foods. Right. Like, which one would you pick? For 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 you, Gabe, if it's the best of each one, like with the most perfect version of each one, you're still going with patelas. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna sway me from it. I mean, I've never, <laughs> I've never had a tamale and been like, damn, oh, this bro, tamale, get everything else off my plate. It's all, nah, but I had some patelas. <laughs> I've been like, fill this so you, whole plate gonna... with patelas. <laughs> <laughs> so are your pastel is aluminum foil or leaf banana leaf? No, I like, gotta be aluminum foil. <laughs> I want to pack the aluminum. I want to freeze them. I want them to take an hour and five minutes to boil them. <laughs> are you doing pique? No pique. Listen, guys. I said not to bring up the age. I said not to bring up the age, but back in the day, pique all day. But now. No peeking, mm-hmm. guys. Can't do it. Bro, that's, a, that's straight heartburn. That yeah, heartburn is real, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Gabe, why don't you let us know what kind of uh, stuff you got going on? Yeah, man. Listen, first and foremost, you know, it's, it's good being on with you brothers, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's, it's good to talk sports Absolutely. with. appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? People that are like-minded where you're from, they love Chicago the way you do. And, and to me, that's yeah. extremely important. And and when, you know, when talking about what I do, I mean, geez, man, I get the opportunity to do it on a daily right? I mean, I got my 
moms, my aunts, my friends, my ex-girlfriends, whatever it is, they're all listening. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool to be able to do that on a daily basis. And the reality is, as you brothers know, radio is not forever. You know what I'm saying? Radio personalities come and go. And, and, you know, I'm fortunate to be in that position, in that seat. And so all I ask is for those people that are listening right now, those that knew me once, you know, know me, you know, from whatever, or just learned about me, I, I... I just want to encourage you to take a listen to the show, man. It's a young Puerto Rican brother from Chicago representing not only himself, but everybody, you know what I'm saying? All of us and our perspectives, because as you can see, we're all passionate in the same way. So I just want right. to say, man, check, check, check me out, man. So I say, please, I, I, I encourage you guys to support a brother. So, yeah. Appreciate you. Likewise. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is, the, this is dope to be able to just talk to our friends about sports. I mean, that when we first started the show, you know, I told Z, I was like, Hey man, if no one ever listens to our show, at least we had a good time. Oh, yeah, it's two you numb know. nuts talking about sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's three. So, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You go. That's, that's right. right, baby. And then the biggest thing is, like, you know, we're, we're from Chicago. Like you said, we promote Chicago. And, you know, we celebrate everybody that we can get a hold of to mm -hmm. be on the show. And it's just special to have you on the show because we went to high school together. Yeah. yeah. And when you're on the radio and you're on TV— I feel like that's part of our success as well. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I went to high school with that cool cool cat, and he's on TV, and he's doing his thing, and I'm going to support yeah. him. I'm going to watch every time he's on TV, and I listen to radio every time I can. Or you get, I, Especially at Lane Tech as a special thing, because every time yeah. we hear about someone from Lane Tech, we swell with pride. Oh, yeah. You got, you got Lakin Tomlinson, who's on the uh, offensive line of the 49ers. I, when I was doing service calls, I actually went to a house and this Jamaican lady was talking about, man, my son, this and that. She, he went to Lane, so, you know, mm -hmm. Jamaican lady. I'm talking to her immediately. And then she's like, oh, yeah, he's the offensive lineman about to play in the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, <laughs> so even that, I'm, like, looking for him. I don't care about the 49ers, but I'm looking for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, you always kind of, like, keep your eye out and keep your ears open for, for Lane Tech alum. So we really appreciate you coming on and doing with us. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys having me on for sure. Thanks uh, for being our special guest this week. This is a Lane Tech alum. So, who I gotta read? I got, I got, I got to shout out the 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 Tabale lady on Twenty First and David. What I gotta do? I gotta do a question for her. What I gotta do? No, no, I, I already shouted her out. I already okay. shouted her out. I don't even know her name, but she, she got her money today. She got paid. <laughs> <laughs> she did. That's that's a fact. That's the, she got she got paid, and she got a whole bunch of free advertising today. Yeah, you know she I mean? did. She did. Hey, man, the tamales are going to be good. I, I'm, I'm going to guarantee it. All right. Thanks to our special guest, fellow Lane Tech alum, co-host of Fox Network's Bears Unleashed, and the host of the B96 Morning Show, Gabe Nina in the morning, Gabe Ramirez. Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate you, fellas, man. Thanks, y'all, for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Stay tuned as we continue to bring more content as we go, as we go live on Facebook after every Bears game. And then today we went live uh, for halftime, too. Yeah, bonus. Yeah, baby. Uh, we, we do love interacting with you guys, so it is always a, a treat for us to be able to talk to you all and, and have you talk to us live and things like that. Uh, we would give a big shout out to our sponsors, Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. And an extra special thanks to this week's guest, Gabe from B96. Don't forget to check him out every Monday through Friday morning, 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 96.3 FM. And shout out to our Bears endless Ill Brown. Don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block. And lastly, thank you to Yoli for the pasteles. Yes, yes. Thank you, Yoli. Thank you, Yoli. 
And shout out to Ronesh and our producer, Jay Soto. Want to start a podcast and have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jaysotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter, where we are conducting our ultimate sitcom tournament. You can uh, vote every weekday for your favorite sitcom. We're doing a 64-team NCAA men's tournament uh, style bracket, so check it out every, uh, every weekday. And don't forget to find us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We love hearing from you guys. You can reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. Don't forget, check out every Monday, the All Net Podcast is back with Season 2. Your host, Mike Logic and Ideal, break down the entire NBA, and I do believe they will be going live for Bulls games. Oh, boy. Yeah. So they got brand new episodes every other Monday coinciding with the NBA season. And uh, before we go, we want to extend our condolences to uh, Jimmy Collins. That's right. Jimmy Collins, a longtime Illinois men's basketball assistant who went on to coach Illinois uh, Chicago, which is UIC, for 14 seasons. He led the Flames to three NCAA tournament appearances. He died early Sunday, recording uh, this was posted by the UIC uh, Twitter. So our condolences to his family and friends. And shout out, we want to give condolences to the family of Debo. Tommy Lister, he passed away this uh, past week as well. He was 63 years old. Yeah, I, I grew up knowing him as Zeus in WWF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a wrestler. I mean, he had a big career. I mean, he did Huge a lot of career. things. I, I've met him a couple of times through some school events uh, where they do like back to school rallies and stuff like that. Yeah. He's really, he's sitting character. Let's just say that. Yeah, I bet. Scared of <laughs> You know what out of me. <laughs> All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 24. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. That's my bike now. <laughs> a few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.